0: Welcome to Hacker Slacker, your daily Hacker News summary podcast. I'm your host Jacob Petticord. Let's get started. Hey guys, something different again today. This is actually my favorite episode we've done so far. It's different from anything else I've done. Me and Andre just sat down and had an unscripted chat about today's Apple event. We only did minor editing, so there were a lot of small things like the awkward pauses and filler words that will improve over time. But this is my vision for the show. Discussions about tech news, internships, and whatever you guys are interested in, with people who want to talk about it. I had a ton of fun recording this, and there'll definitely be more episodes like it in the future. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Andre Grieve about today's Apple event. Okay, so we're here for a special episode of Hacker Slacker. I'm here in person with Andre Grieve. He's back in Lincoln, and we're going to talk about the Apple event today and all the stuff we saw. Really excited about this one. Yeah, so the event today ended up being much shorter than we expected. There was mostly just the three new iPhones and then the Apple Watch.
1: Yeah, almost disappointingly short. I was really hoping that we'd get either an AirPods refresh or an iPad refresh. But hopefully maybe at WWDC we'll get one of those.
0: Yeah, and I also think that they might be doing an iPad event in in October, maybe Mm. later this year, alongside the new Macs, hopefully. So hopefully we'll see that refresh this year because the iPad Pro kind of needs an upgrade. The big uh, kind of elephant in the room was AirPower. It was something that they announced last year, and we still haven't seen any updates about it. So it was kind of awkward, just no one mentioned it. It got taken down from a couple places on their site. And now they're just kind of not releasing the new version of AirPods that has wireless charging.
1: Yeah, i had been looking forward to those wireless charging cases for the AirPods. Uh, It would have been a lot easier just to set my AirPods down and charge them. But we'll just have
0: to wait for the refresh. Yeah, so if you've been holding out on getting Apple's version of wireless charging, because when they first introduced it, they said it would be the best way to charge your phone. I would definitely not hold out anymore, because it seems like that product's just kind of withering on the vine.
1: Alright, one of the uh, products that they did release uh, was the new Apple Watch, the Series 4. Uh, Much nicer,
0: bigger screen.
1: Uh, I'm a fan of that, and it has up to eight complications. That's pretty good.
0: Yeah, I mean, one of my biggest complaints about the current Apple Watch is how thick it is. It just kind of looks like a chunky boy on your wrist, so it's nice to see that they made it thinner, bigger screen. It's all good news. Um, nice incremental upgrade. I think that the current Apple Watch form factor before this one was kind of like the iPhone, iPhone 3GS, and we're starting to see them getting more of, like, the second generation of the design. We're still not quite towards the iPhone ten like... The absolute evolution of what this thing can be, but it's definitely good to see them keep improving for sure. And
1: I think one of the in- most interesting innovations with the Series Four is the haptic crown, where it ticks like an actual watch crown. Uh, I think that'll be really nice to use. It'll just have a good
0: feel. I didn't actually catch that. Does it? So then before the crown was smooth, right? And now yeah. it, there's like haptic. Feedback now there's on haptic
1: it. clicks on it. Yeah, so that'll be that'll be a really interesting thing, uh, especially when you're scrolling through podcasts or scrolling through your calendar, you can actually feel uh, how you're going through that.
0: Yeah, that's cool. They also added, what was it? Was it electrocardiograms? Yeah, electrocardiograms
1: and it's FDA approved. So, uh, you create a closed circuit on the crown just by placing your finger on it and, uh, you wait 30 seconds and it takes an EKG of your heart and then you can actually just share it from a PDF on your health app straight to your doctor.
0: Yeah. So this was something that when I heard this, I was thinking, oh, this is probably going to be useful for like maybe a narrow set of people, maybe the elderly. But on Twitter, after the event, I was seeing multiple people, people I follow that were like, oh, I just got out of cancer remission. I'm trying to monitor my heart after surgery. Now I don't have to go in for check-ins. I just can kind of do this thing on my Apple Watch. It's a consumer product, never been done before. So it's really cool to see Apple innovating in that space.
1: Yeah. And one of the things they actually specifically mentioned was, uh, was that a lot of patients will come in and they won't actually be showing the symptoms when they're at the doctor. So this allows them to actually get data from when the symptoms are occurring.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. And along with their health initiatives on the watch, another thing that I saw that they announced was it'll detect when you've fallen and you haven't gotten up, kind of like life alert. It's the life alert killer. So if you fell on the ground and you're laying there unresponsive for a certain amount of time, it'll just go straight ahead to call the police without any action. So, I mean, I'm sure within a few months of that feature release, we'll see Apple promoting some stories about some lives being saved with that feature.
1: Yeah, I think one thing is, though, uh, hopefully it's really good detection and really good alert, because if you accidentally trigger it and it you
0: don't notice the alert, you'll call emergency services, which could be very bad. Yeah, that would be bad, just passing out after a long night and then having the ambulance show up because they think you're some old lady having a heart attack.
1: Yeah, Um. Another interesting thing is that they put in a better speaker, and then they moved the microphone to the side opposite the speaker. So phone calls will be better on it, and it's about twice as loud, and the microphone won't get
0: interfered with by the speaker anymore. I also saw the other way that they were improving the call quality was by making the bottom of it um, more receptive to like cellular waves, so that yep. now it can receive reception like from both sides of the device, which is supposed to improve the way that. It has, uh, like, it receives its reception, so that's good.
1: Yeah. Uh, The S4 chip is super powerful from what I saw. Uh, It's really crazy how much they can pack into that little watch. Yeah. Do you have an Apple Watch right now? Uh, I don't. I used to,
0: but I accidentally shattered it. (laughs) (laughs) I have a Series Zero, and that thing is on its last legs. It's pretty much only good for notifications and telling the time, so I'm definitely in the market for this thing.
1: Yeah, I had a Series 2, and I've been looking to buy one because the Series 3 is a bit too expensive. Uh, the Series 4 is now starting at 399 which means they're moving the Series 3 down to 249 which is a little bit more in my price range, so I might be able to get a Series 3 now after holding out on not getting a Series 2 because they stopped producing those.
0: Yeah, it'll be tough not to get the Series 4 because that, that screen upgrade looks really nice. It's a real like big visual difference between the two, but that's a pretty good price point. For sure.
1: Um. Yeah, and then they also announced the new iPhones. Um, I don't
0: know which one we want to start with. Yeah, so we got three new phones this year. Um, The first one I would probably start with is the iPhone XS, not the iPhone XS like it looks. It's just the X and then an S. So. Ironically,
1: it looks... Uh, we'll, we'll get to it later, but the XS Max looks like extra small Max, which <laughs> doesn't really make any sense. But uh, yeah, the iPhone XS is... Uh, Just showing us that Moore's Law is still in full effect.
0: It is super powerful. Yeah, I mean, everyone's definitely getting used to it now, but each year they keep saying it's this much faster, this much more impressive, and the ways that they demoed it this year were by showing some really cool AR features, like some multiplayer gaming, um, playing Space Invaders uh, just in the air in front of you with some friends, and then another thing where they were analyzing someone's basketball shot on the court and recording their... Makes and misses the angle of the shot, that sort of thing, using the iPhone's camera. So it's inter- interesting to see where all these AR features are going.
1: Yeah, those were super neat. A uh, super technical point on the A12 Bionic chip in the XS. Um, the A11 Bionic chip in the iPhone X could compute 60 billion operations per second, which was, or maybe 600 billion. But it was incredible how fast it was. And now this A12 Bionic chip can do 5 trillion operations per second.
0: Yeah, I think you had that right. I thought it was hilarious because it was something just like a four times improvement like that. It's like crazy how much they can accomplish in one year. Apple's silicon team is definitely killing it these days.
1: Yeah. Another great feature that I thought is uh, they upgraded to IP68, which is half an hour under, I believe, three meters of water, uh, which just, it's better dust and water resistance.
0: Yeah. I think that the way that they showed that was they showed some guy just dropping it in the pool and then diving in after it. I mean, that's something that has been a big problem for years is people just like water damaging their phone. And since the 10, that's pretty much become a thing of the past, which is good to see. Yeah.
1: If we go back to that one point you were talking about with the AR basketball, it was a home court shot science, uh, was the application and they had the developer and then they had, uh, NBA hall of famer, Steve Nash come out and, uh, display it, which was super neat because they showed him training uh, one of his students and she was just taking shots from different points in, on the court. And it could actually recognize when she made it, where she was, where she made it from. And it would mark either like a green circle where she made it or a red circle where she missed. And uh, it would like tell what kind of shot, her release time, all kind of st- stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I actually found this really interesting personally because One of the companies I worked for in the past was this company called Shot Tracker, and it actually produces a lot of the same data, but using physical sensors. So seeing that the iPhone can do a lot of the same thing, albeit in a much simpler form, it was really cool to see that they're kind of moving in that direction where we can get a lot of this stuff just by pointing your phone's camera at the court. Yeah.
1: um, Let's talk about the camera uh, on this thing. It's going to be a beast. Uh, It's got this new stuff called Smart HDR, which basically knits together 12 different versions of the shot you're taking in a very small period of time. It tries to get the clearest with the best shadows and the best color, the best depth, and it takes those all together and it splits them up and then it pulls together the best of those and it puts them together to get a really good photo.
0: Yeah, I think that they were talking about this in the context of it being like one of the biggest benefits of that new uh, A12 Bionic chip. It just has so much more like machine learning neural net power that it can do things like combining the best image. And then another big feature of it that I noticed was that it lets you set the bokeh, the kind of the blur on your picture in the app after you've taken the picture, which is a real game changer. I know that Pixel phone was able to do something similar, but I mean, hopefully iPhone will be taking it to the next level with their actual dual camera system where they're capturing all this data and then you can say, oh, I want it to be super blurry in the background. Or actually, when I took that picture and it was all blurry, I didn't really like it. I want the background to be clear. I want to focus on this object. All that stuff is like something that you can't even do in DSLRs and like full size cameras right now. So it's really taking advantage of all the smarts of the iPhone.
1: For sure. I spent a lot of time this summer taking photos on both the iPhone X and the Pixel 2. And I will say, the portrait photos on the Pixel 2, despite it being a single-camera system, were generally better. Uh, The software on that is really just incredible. Um, And I'm sure in the next Pixel release, we'll probably see an even better camera. Um, But this this iPhone XS is going to possibly outdo... um, the Samsung S9 and the Note 9, which have historically been just above it. So I think I think this camera will be really good.
0: I would definitely believe what you're saying about the Pixel, especially because one of Google's strengths is this AR stuff. So it's nice seeing that maybe Apple can use some of this superior hardware to kind of ca- play catch up to Google because Google's really good at the AR software, making that effect just with uh, software instead of the hardware to back it up. So it'll be interesting to see how this competition plays out.
1: Yeah, uh, it'll, it'll just be a really great camera. Uh, I'm excited to try it out at some point. Uh, speaking of great hardware, one point that they've pretty much always been behind on is dual sim, which they are introducing, but it'll be single sim with sim as the second sim option. So uh, that'll be interesting uh, if you want to have two numbers on your phone or if you want a local data plan and then an international data plan or something like that uh, for traveling a lot. That'll be a really good thing to have. And interestingly, they, in China, could not get the eSIMs, so they're doing a model just for China where the SIM tray can have a SIM on both sides
0: yeah, this seems like something that I'm sure business people have been complaining about for a while now. You know, now you could do your home phone number with your work phone number, or you could do your data plan in the country that you're always traveling to. that sort of thing. It'll hopefully like save a lot of headaches for people. yeah. and then this one, uh, comes in gold,
1: silver, or space gray, and they all looked really good. That new gold finish is beautiful. Yeah,
0: that's the color that they were really pushing hard. It's probably what they're going to use to really differentiate it between the iPhone 10, since the visual design remains pretty much the same. You'll probably be seeing a lot of that gold phone, just so they can tell you, oh, you're looking at the 10s, not the 10.
1: For sure. Uh, and then they also announced the 10s Max, which is a six and a half inch. OLED edge to edge display, which is just a bigger version of the 10/10s uh, but it looks really good.
0: Yeah, so when I heard this name, I was thinking that they were going to be doing something beyond the plus model and it does really feel like it's the iPhone 10 plus but they called it the 10s max because the screen size is just so much bigger than anything that they've had before that they wanted to differentiate it with the max. And also like that screen size is so big, it's probably called the max because they're not gonna go any bigger than this. Like it's pretty insane.
1: I mean you've got an edge to edge display, six and a half
0: inches. Uh that's gonna get too big for your hand if they go any bigger. So if you imagine the iPhone 8 Plus, but the screen is the iPhone 10, that's what this thing is. So it's a pretty large size and the entire thing's a screen. So I think a lot of people are really gonna love this phone.
1: Yeah, and it gets over an hour and a half more battery life. Uh, per charge than the 10, and the 10s gets 30 minutes uh, per charge more than the 10. So they did upgrade the battery. That's been a complaint on iPhones. Uh, iPhone batteries also don't last super well, so hopefully these will last better. Uh, and then they did announce
0: one more phone, which was the iPhone 10R. Yeah, the iPhone 10R. That was an interesting direction. Um... Basically, what this phone is, is it's their entry-level model. This was something that would have been called the iPhone 10s in the past. It was interesting that they redid the branding, but anyways, the iPhone XR is more closer in size to the iPhone 10s XS- 10 Max. These names are getting tricky on me. It's closer in size to the iPhone X Max than the iPhone 10s, and it's a little bit thicker. If you remember the iPhone 5C in the past, it's kind of in that vein. They're adding a lot more color options to make it enticing, but um, it is a cheaper version of the phone. It's using the cheaper LCD instead of the OLED, which will give you worse blacks, but it's what people are used to in the past. So if you're upgrading from like an eight or a seven, you won't notice the difference. And they're actually pushing this display really hard. They were calling it what? Like the, the liquid li- retina display. Yeah. yeah. the Liquid retina display, which I thought was a fancy way to put a marketing spin on the like slightly worse display than the <laughs> iPhone XS.
1: Yeah. It's a 6.1 inch LCD edge to edge, which is interesting because nobody else can really do that. Everybody else who has gone edge to edge with a notch has used OLED. So we got the LCD screen. I am kind of sad. This does have face ID, but they couldn't get touch ID even on the LCD screen, which we know they can do. Uh, Several uh, other companies have created phones with LCD inlay uh, fingerprint sensors. Uh, The OLED technology isn't quite there, Um, but it is uh, an LCD screen with face ID uh, and the A12 Bionic chip as well.
0: Yeah, this is something that I predicted that they were going to do, put the Touch ID in the phone. There's just so many use cases where the Touch ID makes sense. Like, if your phone's sitting on your desk, you don't really want to have to, like, put your face over your phone to unlock it. So I was thinking that they were going to figure out a way to get the Touch ID into the screen, but turns out it's the tech just isn't quite there yet. We've seen an early version of this in some Android phones, and it's slower than just the regular fingerprint sensors they have. But I was really counting on Apple to, like, make an innovation here and be a leader in this space and kind of bring it to the mass market. But if the tech's not ready, the tech's not ready. So there's not really much I can do there.
1: Yeah, I was hoping it would come out. Uh, as an iPhone 10 user, I do know for sure that uh, Touch ID on the iPhone 10 would be really nice. Uh, a lot of times I'll just reach for my phone and then I'll have to, like, take it up to my face. And a lot of times I'll be looking at it from an awkward angle where it can't recognize my face and then I have to, like crane my neck over just to unlock my phone, but uh, maybe any future generation.
0: Yeah, Face ID is actually one of the things that I'm not too uh, mad about missing out on as someone who still has an iPhone 7, because people talk about uh, unlock times a lot, and the unlock time is really irrelevant when like I can unlock my phone while it's still in my pocket, have it unlocked before it can even see my face with Touch ID. Versus Face ID, you have to wait till it's in the right position. And even the fastest version of Face ID, I mean, it's slower than just being able to touch your phone while it's in your pocket. But we'll see what Apple does in the future. I'm thinking that they'll probably bring Touch ID back at some point and keep Face ID, too, because they keep talking about how much more secure it is. But I guess we'll see what they end up doing.
1: Yeah, I would like to see a MacBook refresh to include Face ID. I think that's one of the places they could really use it, although uh, they've never been known for their uh, laptop cameras,
0: so. Yeah, I think the laptop camera in my 2016 still has like a 720p FaceTime camera, like it's crazy. Yeah,
1: those are disappointing. I'm sure we'll see it in iPad before we see it in Mac, Yeah, but uh, you can hope.
0: The Mac is just a perfect use case though, because anytime you're trying to unlock it, you're looking right at the screen, so. I mean, I really hope it comes there eventually, but I'm not really counting on it.
1: Yeah, the fingerprint sensor on the touch bar is pretty nice to have. Um, It's better than just using a password. But if I could just look at my screen, I mean, Windows has Windows Hello, which works really well. And it doesn't even have special sensors. It just uses the camera. Um, I'd like to see an upgrade to the camera on the Mac
0: yeah, so like we said, we were kind of expecting more products in this event. It ended up being just an iPhone and Apple Watch event, but um, they definitely announced some good stuff. Nothing truly earth-shattering, but some really good incremental upgrades, which is pretty much what we've come to expect from these s years. So we'll see what they come out with next year, but I definitely thought the event was good. I liked their intro video. I yeah, thought I had some style. incredibles
1: theme intro video. That it, was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, it's, it was definitely, it's definitely worth watching. One of the things I noticed in the intro video, I don't know if you caught this, but the This girl is running trying to deliver a package and she just says she's wearing her airpods and just says hey Siri and asks her a question out loud That's not something that the airpods can currently do Um, So it'll be interesting Like when I saw that I was expecting them to announce hands-free Siri, which is a feature that I thought was coming in the airpods They were silent about the airpods from then on for the rest of the event So it makes me wonder if they were planning on releasing the hands-free Siri version of the airpods the next generation airpods But something happened with manufacturing or just something where they couldn't end up getting those out in time.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. I noticed that, too, because I would listened to the pod yesterday, and you had said that, and I was like, oh, wow, my AirPods can't do that. I don't use Siri that much, but uh, that really would be a nice thing to have. And then I noticed it in the intro video. Uh, I thought they would announce that, but maybe at the iPad event.
0: Yeah, it's just something that you would naturally expect them to be able to do, which is what Apple's usually good at nailing. So I'm assuming we'll see this sometime in the future, probably this year. The AirPods were super popular, so I'm guessing that they're going to be doing an update on those. Who knows? Maybe we'll get like a headphones themed event with the Beats update, the AirPods, and then maybe the rumored over the year Apple headphones that they're supposed to be making. For sure. Hopefully, Space Gray AirPods. Space Gray AirPods. Yeah, a lot of people have been wanting that. Are you going to be buying one of these phones?
1: Uh, I I will be upgrading to the uh, the 10s Max. It it's too enticing. Uh, I'm on an upgrade plan, so I just I'll. Be getting the newest phone, and uh, I was trying to decide between uh, the 10s uh, 256 gig model and the 10s Max 64 gig model, and I'm I'm going to go with the 10s Max, uh, probably in gold because that's going to look so good. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, that does mean I'll have to buy a new case, uh, which kind of sucks. I won't be able to use the iPhone 10 case anymore, but uh, that phone will be really nice. I I have larger hands, so Holding the iPhone 10 was about the same as the 7 that I had before it, uh, and I, I'd like a little bit bigger of a phone.
0: Yeah, personally, all these new phones are super pricey, and I'm kind of hoping that they bump the iPhone 10 price down, because that could be a good like value option. I'm still on the iPhone 7, so I'm not in any super bad need of an upgrade, but if something comes down to a decent price, I could definitely do it. The upgrade that's really attracting me after that event is the watch, though. My, Like I said before, my watch is on its last legs. I would definitely love to get rid of that thing for a new one, and I think it's like $400 for the cheapest uh, Apple Watch 4.
1: Yes, 399 for just a aluminum GPS model. Yeah, yes.
0: so if you're an iPhone Series 0 like me, the upgrade's crazy. I mean, GPS alone, being able to go on a run without my phone and being able to play music to my AirPods, I mean... As someone who's training for like a half marathon right now, that would be crazy, crazy useful. So yeah, hopefully the Apple Watch Series 4 can be my running watch.
1: Yeah, uh, I think we saw that Apple is still headed in the direction that we pretty much expected them to be heading in.
0: Yeah, one thing that I'm thinking of after all this is that you see their focus on AR is staying pretty steady, and we're not really seeing AR tech take off that much. I don't really feel like I've seen a ton of people just out in the world pointing their phones at things and doing things in AR. I think where this all eventually is going is the glasses. Apple's definitely gonna have to release some sort of AR glasses in the future. I think that will probably be the next version of the smartphone. If I'm just gonna call my shot right now, that'll probably be the next big consumer hit. So it's just interesting to see them building up this library of software, people using their APIs, for maybe Three five years down the line, these this software is running on glasses.
1: Yeah, that sure would be interesting to see. Um, this got me really excited for the uh, Google event next month.
0: Yeah, aren't they? They have to announce their Pixel 2. That talk about leaks. That thing. I think someone left one in an Uber or something like that.
1: Yeah, uh, it's it's definitely been leak central with the uh, with the next Pixel release.
0: Yeah, I think pr- everyone pretty much knows everything that's going to happen there. But Uber, or I mean, Google always has a bunch of interesting new software information at the conference. So it'll be cool to see what they announce too. For sure. All right. I think that's all for today. All right. Well, that's all we got. Uh, thanks for listening to Hacker Slacker. Um, I don't really know where we're going from here. This is definitely my favorite type of episode. So we'll try to do more co-hosted things like this, more conversational pieces. But I might be back tomorrow with a regular episode. I might not. We'll see how things go.